TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Monday morning here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm on my way to work. As you know, this show is is done because I have a commute, a long commute from one side of Phoenix to the other for the workplace. Uh, Partway through the commute now, going pretty, pretty smooth, but uh, we're going to do an episode of Driving with DeMarco. Did not do a Friday evening episode only because my evening after work got a little crazy and there wasn't a big enough window or I could stop in and, and record. So I apologize for that, but we are back on this beautiful Monday morning. Real quick, you can find me on the Twitter at ChairShotGreg. The website, as you know, is TheChairShot.com, where we encourage you, encourage you to always use your head. And this is probably going to be another Always Use Your Head style episode of Driving with DeMarco today. Uh, you can follow the website at thechairshot.com. We will bring you the hardest-hitting reviews, opinions, and analysis, and we do it with 100% attitude. Head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Pick up one of our 14 chairshot t-shirt designs. We're going to be lucky, lucky to be able to use Pro Wrestling Tees and have such a prominent place to sell our own merchandise, and we appreciate your support. Outside of reading the articles, listening to the podcast, and sharing our content, Buying a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com is the best way to support the chair shot because we get uh, some of that revenue does come to us so we can support the site and offset those costs. But you get a t-shirt and, and you know, you can get a high quality t-shirt. You can get soft style. You can get a tank top. You can get so much more um, over there at ProWrestlingTees. If you're a female, you too can be a hashtag queen of soft style if you pick up your t-shirt or maybe you can you can be a princess of soft style and maybe the only one queen i don't know we'll, we'll figure that out later we'll, we'll table that discussion for another podcast this morning topic number one for the week as we reset the week here on monday morning i mean we just had the money in the bank and pay-per-view last night so that pay-per-view itself gives us so much to talk about and i'm going to talk about that that might occupy both podcasts today we'll see um but we, uh, we're going to have some fun. At the end of this, I'm going to talk to you briefly about the weekend that I had because I got to do something very cool in the world of professional wrestling, and I want to talk about that. Uh, it'll be brief, I promise, and I appreciate you allowing me to do that. But I'm going to do it at the end, so this way you get the wrestling content first, even though what I'm going to talk to you about at the end is also wrestling content. It's just different. It's not storyline-driven content. It's not analysis or anything like that. It's gratitude and appreciation. But I want to talk to you about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And like I said, probably going to be the subject of both shows today because it was such a big event. Uh, but I want to talk to you first about, uh, I want the last to be first today. 
Uh, and the last person to make their entrance at Money in the Bank, the last person to make their presence felt, the person standing tall at the end of the pay-per-view was none other than Brock Edward Lesnar. Oh my goodness. Dude, Brock came out there. Let's back up. Let's reset what happened. Um, Braun Strowman going nuts throughout the backstage area looking for Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is later found being tied up, hanging upside down. They have to get him down, whatever. He's, he's transferred to a local medical facility, as that is our, our phrasing here in WWE. And he's unable to compete in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Triple H informs Braun Strowman that that was a no-no. Tell Strowman he's not going to put him in the match and ask him as a man to leave. Strowman was adamant about not being the one who strung up Sami Zayn, which of course immediately clued us into the fact that there would be somebody new in the Money in the Bank ladder match and that somebody was probably also who was responsible for taking out Sami Zayn. Now here's the thing. This precedent's been set before. There have been multiple occurrences where somebody was taken out of a, a multi-man match like a Money in the Bank or a Championship Scramble or something like that. And, and the person who attacked them was their replacement. Excuse me. Was their replacement. This is not new in the world of WWE. This replacement, though, was one that's not necessarily going to make fans thrilled because that replacement was Brock Lesnar. Did you hear the pop when that music hit? That place went bananas. They were already being treated to one hell of a Money in the Bank ladder match. One of the best Money in the Bank ladder matches in the past several years. You have to go back pretty far to find one that's this brutal. That I mean, this whole event was brutal and brutal in a good way. The good kind of brutal. The kind of brutal that you're like, oh, some people are going to come out of this thing hurt. Um, this whole show was brutal. I think the product is moving more to that. I need to stop talking about that, though. That's a different topic probably for this afternoon, and we'll see if I'm able to, to hold it in. If not, we'll pick something else, but, oh, fuck it. So the whole pay-per-view was so brutal, and I think the product took a turn. I think the product took a turn for uh, the more physical nature of the product, the more real presentation, and I think a lot of that has to do with All Elite Wrestling. I think the revelations they made about their product and what they intend to be was a miscalculation because they did it right before WWE had a pay-per-view which of course comes a week before, six days before, AEW has their big tentpole event in Double or Nothing. You shouldn't have shown your cards, Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes. You should not have revealed what you revealed about a more athletic product because you provided WWE with the opportunity to do it first. That was not a good idea. That was a bad idea. I'm going to change the name of this show now because I'm going too deep into this topic. And, and when you showed your cards, you let WWE do it, and now you're not the only game in town doing that, AEW. And so now you're again competing with WWE. And I'm cool with competition because I loved Money in the Bank from beginning to end. I thought it was a hell of a show. I think anybody who's complaining about this show isn't seeing the forest for the trees. They're not looking to things at 30,000 feet, and they're only thinking in terms of one night not in terms of the long-term storytelling. You got things that you wanted. You got things that you needed. That's what a WWE event should do. That's what WWE needs to do. I've said it before. We need to stop catering to them. We need to stop giving the fans what they want and start giving them what they need. Last night, WWE gave the fans what they needed. And before Brock Lesnar came out, even the internet was enjoying the show. 
then Lesnar came out. The internet took it as a big middle finger, stuck straight up their ass. I'm sure the mainstream fans and the non-internet hardcore marks loved it because that's who this product is for. Because they got us. And even though we say we might go away, and occasionally small pockets of us might even go away, and we come back. We always do. And even if we don't give them our money, and if we don't give them our eyeballs uh, on the network or on TV, we're giving them our characters on social media. And they make money off of that too because that ties into the brand, and that's what Fox gave them a billion dollars for was the brand. So this is a complete shift on the product for me. It was a more physical product. We had Hardway Blood a couple different times. The women in the Money in the Bank ladder match completely tore it up, unlike anything I've ever seen out of the women before, to the point where that was not a women's Money in the Bank ladder match and a men's Money in the Bank ladder matches. Those were two Money in the Bank ladder matches on the same plane. That's what we got last night. I, I applaud everyone. I, I will do a, a three stars of the night at chairshot.com and I may try to put one together today, but I feel like Money in the Bank put me in a position where it's virtually impossible to pick three. Even if I cheated and picked all the participants from each from, from three matches, I still don't know if I could keep it to three. That's how insane that show was last night and the physicality and the brutality was. I have something else already ready to come out at the chair shot that might take the place of the three stars this week. Uh, it's going to talk about my reactions from the show as well. So a more physical, a more brutal product, and probably done in response to the upcoming competition. Uh, WWE has a lot to compete with right now, not just all in wrestling, but TV, but video games. They talked about it last night in the meeting, as was somewhat revealed on, on, the, you know, on the wrestling news sites. And if you believe it, it just means that WWE understands that there's a lot of things competing for eyeballs, a lot of things competing for money. And so they need to step their game up and compete right back. That, again, could be another topic. We'll see. But let's get back to the original point of conversation. And that was Brock Lesnar. Seven guys out there killing themselves. Maybe six. Maybe Orton wasn't quite killing himself. But I need to go back and watch and see if I'm wrong in that. But, I mean, that spot that Finn Balor took. Spot that Ricochet took. I mean, my goodness, those spots were insane. Like, absolutely insane. Those guys deserve all the credit in the world. Like, Roddy took a bunch of spots. Ali took a bunch of spots, including a hard way one late in the match. There were some other ones that took place earlier in the night that were just brutal. I mean, just really ramping up the physicality. And then the music hits, and here comes Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman in tow. Now, maybe he could have thrown a few suplexes. Who knows? But he dumps people off the ladder. He sets it back up. He climbs up to the top, takes down the briefcase, and you've seen it in the gifts. Says, "I'm back, baby. I'm back." And all I could think of was one phrase, a phrase that we need to start using more, a phrase that we need to hashtag, a phrase that we need to get going, and that is quite simply, "Box Office Brock." WWE talked about Kofi Kingston, and in the build, he used the phrase more than once: "Box Office." Box Office is getting people in the door. And in this day and age, it's more than that for WWE. Box office is getting people to subscribe to the network. Box office is getting people to tune in. Box office is getting people to spend money and spend their resources of time, of energy, of social media towards WWE. Brock Lesnar 
is box office. That's why I call him box office Brock. And box office Brock returned in a big way last night. Patrick O'Dowd was there last night. And in our little private conversations on social media, he told our DM group, that place came unglued. You could hear it. When that music hit, that place came unglued. I've told you the story before. I was sitting in the crowd at the Royal Rumble. Myself, Miranda Morales, our friend Mandy, and so many more hit our feet when Brock's music hit, and we never sat back down until the end of that match. That's what Brock Lesnar does. That's what Brock Lesnar brings you. Paul Heyman, when he cuts those promos, what he's really telling you is that Brock is box office. He's box office Brock, and now he's Brock in the bank. Money in the Brock. I don't know what you want to call it. We'll see what they what they do. But Brock Lesnar has the briefcase. Now it's probably going to end in a pretty logical manner. Brock's probably going to come out tomorrow on Raw and declare that he is using his briefcase to get his rematch with Seth Rollins at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. Once that's over, both briefcases are now out of play. And we have almost a full year with no briefcases. WWE has done this before, multiple times. It's a storytelling element. Now, maybe come Fox, they'll bust out a special Money in the Bank ladder match. Who knows? Put another briefcase in play in the fall for Fox. We'll see what happens there. But I fully expect Brock Lesnar to declare that he is using his cash-in at Super Showdown and he will have his title match against Seth Rollins. Probably will lose. Maybe somebody will interfere setting up a match for Brock at SummerSlam or some other event. Who knows? But again, it's box office Brock. I can't wait to see the eyeballs and the YouTube views and everything else coming out of this event and into Raw on Monday night. All thanks to box office Brock. Vince McMahon has proven it in the past. When Roman Reigns had to leave to get his leukemia treatments, which he did, and he kicked ass, he kicked leukemia's ass because he's Roman fucking Reigns, what'd they do? They brought back Brock. They put the belt back onto Brock. They took the three-way in Saudi Arabia. They made it a straight-up match between Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman, and Brock became the Universal Champion. We had two matches last night that were super short. You had Rey Mysterio beating Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns beating Elias. Those matches were quick because those were fights. All right, you go watch the UFC. Sometimes fights go the distance. Other times, fights end in the middle. Other times, fights are first-round knockouts or first-round tapouts. Who knows? WWE puts that same element in their product. But last night, what they put in their product? Box office Brock. Brock came out full gear. Brock came out ready to go. And Brock delivered with his charisma. Brock didn't deliver physically. He didn't have to. They did it for him. You want to say he stole the spotlight? You can say that because that's what Brock Lesnar does. That's part of his character. But the big idea for this event, for this show, other than the fact that the product is changing, the product is becoming a larger than life in a new way, a physical way, the big idea is box office Brock. You bring back Brock Lesnar, you bring back box office Big box office, thanks to box office Brock. Again, I am at Greg DeMarco, or excuse me, I'm Greg DeMarco, at ChairShotGreg on the Twitter. You can follow the website, thechairshot.com, at thechairshot.com, 
head on over to ProRacingTees.com and pick up your very own t-shirt. I'm going to table the last topic that I told you about that I teased earlier about what I did this weekend. Maybe we'll do that this afternoon since I already talked about the shift in the product during this edition of Driving with DeMarco as well. Um, and, and I can dedicate enough time to that. We'll see what else the day gives us to incorporate into the PM Drive as well. Man, I really thank you for listening. Uh, a love for wrestling was reignited in so many ways this weekend, both locally as well as in the WWE product. I loved Money in the Bank. If you hated Money in the Bank, just do yourself a favor. Take Brock Lesnar out of the equation for the minute, for, for the moment, and decide if you really hated Money in the Bank because that was a damn good show. That was a physical show. That was a fun show. And they delivered on me. They delivered on all major points. I am Greg DeMarco. I love you for listening. I thank you for listening. I will keep doing this for you because I love it. I love this business. And I love all of you guys. And I will talk to you this afternoon on the next edition of Driving with DeMarco.